your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today we'll be talking about the Avalanche come from behind victory over the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Tough game, but the Avalanche pulled through, and again, that's what you want to see uh, in a team. Another way to find a way to win, which is what the Avalanche did. Very impressive coming from behind victory. Uh, even though it was San Jose, doesn't matter. Teams are San Jose is now mathematically eliminated after this loss, but... You know, that's hockey. Teams are going to play hard no matter what. And that's what you got in the Sharks. And the Avalanche needed to put together a run in the third, and that's exactly what they did. So we'll talk about that. Uh, A couple other news bits coming out of Avalanche land. And then we'll look at the schedule for this week and compare it to the Vegas schedule. Because this could be the Avalanche chance to catch and possibly pass Vegas. And that game between the two of them next week uh, looks huge as it will play the big piece in probably determining who will be the number one seed. So we'll get to all of that and then some, but first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. So the first period in this game... Good. I mean, the, the action in this game was all late, third and then overtime. Uh, and, you know, the Avalanche got their chances in the first. And I'm going to bring up the uh, shots on goal here. So shots on goal, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. So for shots on goal, first period was 13 to 5, favor of Colorado. In the second was 13 to 2 in favor of San Jose. Colorado with two shots on goal in the second period that does not happen uh and then in the third when colorado needed to turn it on it was 15 to 9 and then in overtime one shot on goal and that was all the avalanche needed and that was a trickle in goal and if you if you didn't see it or didn't watch the game for whatever reason and you haven't seen it yet it was uh, it was luck <laughs> let's just i mean uh Martin Jones definitely got a piece of it, and it's just one of those ones that got behind him. And the momentum, it was enough momentum, and he couldn't react quickly enough in time, and it found its way into the goal. Avalanche get the extra point. But in the beginning, the first couple goals for the Sharks were based on really bad turnovers by the Avalanche. The Evander Kane goal, which got the goal in, or got the goals in the game started. Uh, was bad turnover by Nachuskin, and then he kind of lazily tried to one-hand clear it, which went right to Kane, who he's going to put that in. Um, and then the the hurdle goal was a turnover, a bad, bad pass by Nemeth. Nemeth was trying to get it to Jost, and Jost, Jost was kind of making his circle to kind of go on the offensive. And I think if... Nemeth had just waited another split second um, or gotten the pass 
at a better location. He, he threw the pass right at Joe's skates. And Joe's number one wasn't ready for it. He hadn't turned his head around yet. And even if he had, it still would have been a, a bad pass. And that just bounced off his skates. Hurdle got it and made a really nice play. But that was in the second period. At that point, it was two to one. And then Kane with another goal. This is on a breakaway. And this is one that, you know, some people are talking about because of the uh, the aftermath of the goal. It was a breakaway. It was him and Makar. He had the drop on Makar. And he fought him off and made a goal. It was a good goal by Kane. And uh, I, I think this is where Kale Makar... Uh, prides himself on defense because he kind of gave him a nice little shove into the boards after the goal as if to say uh, you got me and you know not many people can do that on Kale McCarr he's so good at knocking those pucks away when another player has just a little bit of a drop on him and is on a breakaway he's so good at catching up or just timing it perfectly to knock the puck away and Kane got the best of him on that one. So I think that little shove into the boards was a way to say, uh, you know, not many people can do this. So congratulations. Here's a hit into the boards. And Kane wasn't happy about it. But I think because he scored and his uh, his teammates were coming over to congratulate him, stopped him from uh, face-to-face with Makar. Because uh, he normally wouldn't really stand for that. But... That was kind of fun. And then as we progress into the third, things were, uh, you know, you didn't, you, the Avalanche don't really see themselves in this position so many times where they have to put together a rally. Um, and they hadn't really, they haven't really done it many times this year, but they needed to. And, you know, right off the bat, a couple minutes in, it was uh, just over a minute in. Valnachuskin, Scores one, and that gets them to three to two, and then you're feeling good because you have a full period to play with, and you're only down one, and you that that's exactly exactly what you want when you are down in the third. You want to get that goal as early as possible so you have all period to play, and get try, try to get another one to get the tie. Obviously, but Timo Meyer decided he's going to score a crazy looking shot from the wing. Uh Grubauer didn't see it at all. And I don't there was a player who had perfectly blocked him. I don't know who it was. Uh but he Grubauer was kind of going to his left and Meyer shot it over his right shoulder. It was just a there's really not much Grubauer could do with the guy blocking him. And then that's when you're like, "Ugh, now we went back down. And this was only another maybe minute and a half after Nachuskin's goal. So you're feeling really good. You get back to 3-2. to two, You're down one. And then a minute and a half later, later Meyer extends it back to a two-goal lead. And you're like, okay, well, it's still early enough. Both of those things happened relatively early in the period. So you're like, okay, we still have enough time. And then Gabe Landeskog with a really nice play uh, kept the puck in the well. The puck was kept in the zone, and it seemed like the Sharks were going to gain control of it. But Landeskog with a really nice play on the boards, circled around, beautiful shot, and that was a shot that um, 
uh, Martin Jones should have saved. That one was nobody was in front of him. Uh, it was when he, when when Landeskog made that goal. I was thinking like, okay, I think there's a chance because some you know that's a relatively easy save for any goalie, and if he can't make that save, maybe there's a, a chance here because if you can just get something on net, that should have rattled him. It just seemed like an easy, relatively easy goal or a save to make. I don't know. There was just something about that goal specifically. It wasn't anything special, and I think that's why. Because when you can put a goal like that in, you're thinking like, okay, we don't have to, to get creative. We can just play our game, get some shots on net, and maybe something can trickle in. And that's literally what happened in overtime. But even before that, so the Avalanche still have some you know, work to do because they're still down one. And wouldn't you know it, uh, the guy who maybe who has been struggling the most to score on this team in Nazem Kadri gets the game tying goal with there was three, four minutes left in the game. And not only was it Nazem Kadri who got the goal, got off the schneid after 16 or 17 games without scoring, but the angle he took that shot. For him to do that, for him to take that shot from that angle after not scoring for as many games that he has not scored for is really impressive because he took that from a impossible angle. And really, there's no business in him taking that shot and even making it. And that's what I mean when I say after the Landis got goal, you have a chance. Because the Landis got goal, like I said, was just it, it was a routine save that didn't go in. And Kadri taking a shot from that angle, really having not a lot of confidence that he can score. Um, and that's a goal scorer's shot. And he took it. And he made it. And it was pretty impressive because he knew right away it went in. He obviously the angle he had but it, it was so quick, uh, and it was difficult to see if it actually had gone in. There was still some uh, scrum in the in the front of the net because other guys didn't know it went in. And Kadri was celebrating, like, and he's looking back. He's like, you don't need to celebrate. That went in. And it clearly did. But I was just impressed that Nazem Kadri, who, like I said, has been struggling to score, had the confidence to take that specific shot from that angle. It just tells you like he's not going to quit, and if he sees an opening, he is going to take it. I think some guys might have said, this is a tough angle. Let me try to find a teammate. Let me try to circle around. Let me try to rotate. Uh, and he said, nope, I, I, have a, I have a view, and I'm going to take it. What a shot. What a shot by Nazem Kadri. Very, very impressed with that. So maybe, and what do we say with him? He's a, a postseason player. And postseason's right around the corner. Maybe that was the thing that will jumpstart him and carry out into the playoffs. Could very well happen, hopefully. I don't think he had... Let me look. Uh, no, he didn't have any assists. So that was his only point on the game, but a huge one. And then less than a minute into overtime, like I said, Andre Burakovsky. Typically, you don't take those shots in overtime. Typically, in overtime, you, you try to... 
make passes a little bit too pretty and set up that perfect goal in overtime because possession is key. So you just don't want to just throw any old shot on net. And he kind of did, which surprised me. And again, there you go. Martin Jones should have been a routine save, but it went off of his glove and just enough momentum to continue into the goal. So this was an avalanche game that clearly they needed to have. And like I said, you couple that with the Vegas loss. What a game. If anybody watched that one, the Vegas Minnesota game, spectacular game. We're getting some playoff hockey uh, leading up to the playoffs. Uh, six to five win for Minnesota. But we'll talk about the schedule for these two teams uh, and how it could be a tough road, not a tougher road for Vegas. But all in all, uh, the Avalanche played well pretty much across the entire game. And the Sharks just, when, when you want to press and you want to impose your will, uh, the Avalanche should you know beat teams like this, and they have three times in a row. So they do it one more time on Wednesday to close out the season or the season series. Uh, and with the Sharks being eliminated now, you'll see if their play changes at all. Be interesting to see. All right, we are going to hear from a couple of our sponsors here and then talk about some Avalanche news. It's COVID related and it's not good. So let's hope this stops right here. But today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced. Limited edition designs at a fair price. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They are available right now only through Mother's Day at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you are on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring, she will treasure forever. You are definitely going to want to check these out, but they won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. And for all you investors out there, investing it can be complicated, but whether you are a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it is all automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T 
com slash LockedOnNHL to get your to start growing your savings. Once again, that's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. All right, so we thought maybe we were out of the woods with uh, the COVID stuff. It turns out we aren't. So, uh, and maybe a little bit of irony here that the the Avalanche are were playing San Jose in San Jose, and the guy who got nabbed with COVID was the one they traded from San Jose, and that's Devin Dubnik. So I guess he has stayed back uh, in the city of San Jose, where he still has his home. And he's going to be there for a couple weeks. So now this is Jonas Johansson's time to step up and take the backup role. And this is exactly what the Avalanche were thinking when they got not one but two goalies around the trade deadline. Uh, Number one, because of what happened in the playoffs last year when you need depth at that position. And number two, because this is a crazy season. And this is what can happen. Um, And it's obviously touched the Avalanche. A couple weeks ago, and it's not over. Let's just hope it stops with him. I I know most of the Avalanche, from what I understand, have been vaccinated, but you just you just don't want to have another outbreak if it can happen. If it can happen, I, I have no clue if they all are. I've heard that they are, but uh, you know why did Dubnik get it? I don't know, uh, but you you don't. <laughs> You don't want this to continue again, especially right now. So um, hopefully he rests, he rests up, he gets well, he comes back for the playoffs. But yeah, this is uh, Jonas Johansson's time, and they're gonna they're gonna need him at least for a few games. So because uh, because Grubauer, I, I thought he was okay last night. Yeah, you give up four goals, and you think, oh, that's an off night. And sure, but um, you know, it's not always on the goalie especially for last night those first couple goals were just bad turnovers by the abs and the one where he was blocked. Uh, but you want to see what Johansson can do still. You're, I think people are still undecided on him. He's looked good in spots. Uh, he's looked young in spots, which is the way he is. So now he's got an opportunity. He's probably going to get a couple games in here. Definitely against, you know, they have two back to backs coming up both against, the Kings. So there's two games he's going to play, but we shall see. The other news bit is uh, we talked about Alex Newhook getting called up and coach Bednar said he expects him to play during this road trip. So we are probably going to see the future of the avalanche uh, within the coming, coming days. He's been absolutely tearing it up in the AHL. And there was a really good article, once again, in The Athletic about him. And he, he's got confidence. He's not he's not cocky, but he has confidence. He's saying things like, you know, when he says, I, I, I think I'm ready. That doesn't mean to say like, oh, man, I don't know if I can hang with those guys. He, he is saying, he's saying it in a way of like, I've gone through so much this year <clears throat> with injuries um, at both the juniors and at college, um, on this year, that's what he means by, I think I'm ready. Not that I don't think I can play with these guys. I think he absolutely knows that. Um, and everybody that talks about him says, you know, his speed is there. Nobody is concerned about him being able to keep up with the NHL game 
and nobody's concerned about his scoring ability. I think where he's going to maybe there's going to be a, a learning curve for him is on the defensive end, which is fine. The Avalanche are are very good defensively. Um, you, you just don't know how much of a liability he might be in like transitional defense, but I think he'll be fine. He he seems to correct things relatively easy. So if he makes a bad turnover or makes a bad decision on defense, uh, don't jump on him because he will almost immediately correct it. And that's kind of that stuck out to me in that article um, at the at the athletic. He will make a mistake, and you really don't even need to tell him anything because he'll go to the bench and he'll tell you, uh, "This is why this happened. I I was in the wrong position." Whatever the case may be, uh, he'll correct it. So uh, really, really excited to see uh, Alex Newhook in an Avalanche jersey. And it could be <clears throat> could be this week, should be this week, if we're taking Jared Bednar at his word. So, all right, let's hear from uh, Bet Online and Rock Auto, and then we'll talk about the schedule for this week. So Bet Online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. And obviously the NHL is gearing down towards playoffs, so is uh, National Basketball League. And you can track all of that action over at Bet Online. Get all of the news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even UFC and MMA. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Also brought to you by the lock, uh, excuse me rockauto.com it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle Choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so the schedule for this week. This is the week to catch up uh, for the Avalanche, and it's already off to a good start for them. You know, they've uh, got the victory against San Jose. Vegas loses against Minnesota, and definitely go check that. NHL does a really good job of uh, posting these games up to their website. You can even go to YouTube, and they obviously boil them down to like eight, nine-minute clips. Go watch that Vegas and Minnesota won. Great game there. But Minnesota gets the win. So you want to keep winning. At least, you know, you want these next two games. You have to win. Uh, and you hope Minnesota wins, which is odd to say, because they're right behind you, obviously. So you don't, either way, it's bad for the Avalanche if they lose. It's if Vegas wins, clearly they extend their lead. And then if Minnesota wins, they're catching the Avalanche. So 
all the Avalanche need to care about is is winning. And then whoever loses this game, technically it's better for them, but they would they want they clearly want Vegas to be losing these games. And if you look at the four, each each team plays four games this week. And if you look at them, uh Vegas has definitely the the tougher go of it. So they lost obviously yesterday to Minnesota. They have another game with them on Wednesday. And the Avalanche play Wednesday as well in their last game against San Jose. The Vegas Minnesota game starts at let's see five Pacific time, I believe. Yeah. So that and then the Avalanche game starts at seven thirty Mountain time. So the Avalanche should know. I mean, they'll, they'll know the outcome of that game. Uh, you know, before their game is over, so they'll know where exactly where they stand when their game is over. Um, but if you're just looking at the totality of the games for this week, Vegas, two games against Minnesota, they've already played one and lost. And then to end the week on a back-to-back Friday and Saturday against St. Louis. So you're playing four games against two teams that are in the playoffs. Well, <clears throat> Minnesota is in the playoffs. St. Louis holds that fourth playoff spot right now. So St. Louis is going to be fighting like hard to keep that and hopefully uh, secure a playoff spot. Avalanche, two games against Sharks, which they just won one yesterday. And then they play a back-to-back Friday and Saturday as well against the Kings. So a much easier road for the Avalanche this week as opposed to Vegas, who is playing four games against two very good teams and teams that are fighting for something. So this is the Avalanche week to catch, and they're only two points back. So the Avalanche just need to take care of what they can take care of. And even if things stay the same right now, if even if both teams win out for the rest of the week, then the Avalanche are still in it with that game on Monday against Vegas. <clears throat> so the way things stand right now, it's it looks good for Colorado. But the bottom line is nothing, none, none of it matters if they don't win. And the way that the schedule set up for them, it favors them. You're playing two teams that are out of it, so maybe you won't get their best. You'll, you'll get you'll get a, a performance from the other team. They're not just gonna roll over and die. Uh, but I mean, we'll just look at it. Who would you rather go up against? Two games against the Sharks and two games against the Kings, or two games against Minnesota, who's trying to catch you, and two games against St. Louis, who's trying to finalize their playoff spot? It's a no-brainer. So it will be a very, very interesting week of games for both of these guys, culminating with that game on Monday. That is going to be must-watch hockey right there. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. What a game for the Avalanche. Not the way they wanted to draw it up, but a win is a win is a win, and two points is two points. So the Avalanche are back in it uh, in terms of getting that number one seed. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in each and every day. It's greatly appreciated. We'll see everybody tomorrow. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!